0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, June 20th, 2011. Jake is not on the line. I'm Mr. Skullhead. It's time for ten dozen minutes of me and him and the things that we do. Uh, you and me and a dog named B. I I think, is what we're going with tonight. Uh, we got a call, Jake. We got to see what his st- status is vis-a-vis sleeping, dreaming, dreaming of me. Let's give him a call, shall we? Hello? Hello, Jake. We are live. Cool. How's it going, Mr. We are Stillhead? so alive. Doing good. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm all right. I'm feeling much better after the doctor gave me some pills.
0: Yeah, what happened? I took your advice.
1: I went to the doctor and I said, Hey, I'm, I feel like a failure all the time, even though I'm reasonably successful. Can you give me some pills to make those voices in my head go away? And now everything is great. I didn't really do that. I got antibiotics.
0: Right. You went to the doctor and guess what he told you? Guess what he told you? He said, boy, you better take these antibiotics before bacteria eats your brain. Yep.
1: I had a, I don't know, some kind of sinus infection that I feel like I just always have. Yeah. Uh, but I feel pretty good. My hanging down thing is hanging down in the middle instead of stuck to one side.
0: That's always a plus. That's
1: a, yeah, you know, that's a plus. Um, yeah, back in the swing of things. I got my appetite back
0: your appetite for destruction
1: mm-hmm. yeah oh, good yeah i just you know every time i would every time i would raise a village and and you know listen to the screams of the children last week it just just didn't satisfy me like it normally does
0: well actually i find when i'm gonna go raise villages i tend to bring some children with me because you know it takes a child to raise a village mm-hmm. <laughs> come on that was awesome it was it was what have you been up to I uh, my parents have been in town. They came in uh, on Wednesday and just left. So we did a lot of going to the lake, some playing some board games. Cool. I
1: was gonna ask if they were still there. So should I be on my guard to avoid using words like fart and poo poo? Uh,
0: but but's the other one that that's just too crude to say. But so yeah. you went. You <laughs> played board games at a lake. Well, we went to a lake, and then we came home, and we played some board games. What kind of board games do your parents like to play? Nothing epic. They uh, they are the ones who introduced me to Settlers of Catan. Really? So they we played Catan with them, and then I introduced them to Ticket to Ride. So we played that, too.
1: Do you think that they would be upset about Arkham Horror and its, uh, and its levels of, uh, I don't know, blasphemy?
0: I would say more bored by Arkham Horror and its levels of complexity.
1: Yeah we played a game of uh, Mansions of Madness this weekend
0: I think whenever you say that you have to say Mansions of Madness
1: (laughs) it was boring it It took forever and uh all I did the entire game was I found an axe and then I handed the axe to somebody and then I shot a gun twice and the rest of the game was just like evade checks and horror checks and evade checks and horror checks and evade checks and horror checks until everyone was dead
0: that's really weird yeah because what I've heard about it is that it's exactly not that. Oh so, yeah. Like yeah, that was their goal was to make an Arkham Horror that was easier to play and a little more had a little more action to it.
1: I, I have a feeling that there was this that they set out with the goal of like, all right, guys, all right, guys, come on, we got to make a game that's less complicated than Arkham Horror because that shit is ridiculous. Like, all right, so we'll we'll just do this. We'll do the simplest thing, and then, and then six months later, them just looking around themselves and saying. Fuck. <laughs> um, it is. It is a little bit simpler than Arkham Horror. Uh, there are fewer cards, which I like. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: but there are still a lot of cards. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. You know uh, this. This game. The first game we just we lost, and it was not super dissatisfying. This this game was pretty pretty dissatisfying. Huh. Um, I am of the opinion, and th- though others argued with me, I am of the opinion that I don't think there's anything that we could have done as players to have, uh, have beaten the, 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 the house lord.
0: House lord. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who is the god of techno music?
1: Yeah. No, he's just, he knows a lot about that Hugh Laurie show. Ah. I'm really glad that that show exists because it lets you make all kinds of jokes instead of just techno music jokes
0: yeah or it being run's house run's house whose house run's house it's a run dmc thing oh i've never heard that that's because you ain't never been in run's house i guess that's true Ah man
1: so uh what did you do at a lake People talk about going to the lake and then I can't ever I can't ever come up with a thing in my head that's what you do at a lake.
0: Uh, very similar things to what you do at the ocean, except you don't do things that involve having waves.
1: Hmm, so you like
0: complain about sand, you get sand all over
1: fucking everything.
0: I didn't you say complain about
1: sand and then eventually you leave and go drink somewhere.
0: I didn't say what you do. Well I did say what you do. I didn't mean what you do. I meant what one does. What like what normal people do? You, you what take does some, one do at the beach that's fun? You take some food and drink. You go. and You sit on the sand. You, you eat your food. You drink your drink. You uh, you put some sand castles together with your uh, adorable toddler. And then you go like walk in the water, throw some rocks around, check out some girls with bikinis. Hmm. That's about it. That happened.
1: That happened at a lake. At a lake, yes. Is so it's like beach lake.
0: It's a lake that has a sand beach on it. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the sand castles. I'm with you on the girls in bikinis. I mean, I'm not with you on a girl in a bikini at the, like at the same time.
0: That'd be kind of gay. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, the food thing though. To keep my food away from my sand, and vice versa is what I say. <clears throat> you just wipe- even like a beverage somehow gets sand in
0: it. And I think you're just bad at going to the beach. That could be.
1: <laughs> you can't tell me, though, that sand doesn't get everywhere. You know, they, they even, Anakin Skywalker sure. taught me that. Yeah. In one of those prequels.
0: He also did a good job holding me like he did by the lake on Naboo.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the water. Uh, I saw a preview for uh, that movie with the boxing robots. Uh, and it oh, seems right. like they, they got a kid, uh, and they were like, alright kid, act like Jake Lloyd. And the kid was like,
0: yippee, okay! <laughs> uh,
1: and so, uh, they've made a movie that I have no interest in seeing at all. That works. My girlfriend was making fun of me, though, because I am, I am hells of excited about Cowboys and
0: Aliens. I'm cautiously excited about Cowboys and Aliens. I don't know, man, that shit looks good. It looks like it can't miss, which is why I'm cautious about it i see and it's got indiana jones and james bond in a movie that's just some you know like aliens in the old west seems like a great idea yeah also be incredibly shitty you know like well dude it's got the fresh prince of bel-air and it's got kevin klein in it and they're gonna be like james bond in the old west that was pretty shitty
1: was that movie terrible it was pretty terrible i've not seen it it was like a remake of the Yeah, you know who else it has in it? Clancy
0: Brown. Oh, good old Clancy Brown. Who the fuck is Clancy Brown?
1: Uh Clancy Brown was the Kurgan from Highlander and he was um he was uh brother Justin in Carnival. I don't know if you watched Carnival.
0: I watched a decent he was, chunk of
1: Carnival. He was the he was the head screw in the Shawshank Redemption. He's just like character actor that you know.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's badass. He's he's much more of a badass than the name Clancy Brown entitles him to be.
0: Yeah, if he was like Terence Fabulous, he would be only slightly less fancy than Clancy Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. I, do you feel like Clarence is as as uh, poofy as as Terence? Is it better or worse, or is it the same?
1: I don't know. You know, I've uh, I've. I've only known one Clarence and he was a real asshole so I, I uh-huh. it's hard for me to think like oh that guy's a dork because that guy was not a dork he was just an asshole hmm.
0: yeah that um, is a very familiar face that is a, he's definitely uh, a that guy
1: yep he was really good in Carnival
0: yeah Carnival, was good. Carnival was good apparently uh, he's the voice of Parallax in the Green Lantern as well who's Parallax? the villain in the Green Lantern
1: He doesn't have a face. He just has a voice.
0: He's like a giant yellow CGI cloud. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know whether I'm going to go see the Green Lantern or not.
0: I'm going to go see it at the drive-in on uh, Thursday.
1: Oh, you got plans for that. That, Somebody asked us a question about the drive-in. Ask him here, says King Stupid. Green Lantern and Kung Fu Panda 2 at the drive-in, buddy. What's your guys' take on drive-in movies? I, there's a drive-in right by where I live, and I've not taken a significant enough advantage of it. I've been there, I think, twice in the ten years that I've lived Mm. in this town.
0: I have only been once to the one that we went to last year and said, God, we should do this, like, twenty more times this summer. And then just, either the movie lineup wasn't great, or we were out of town, or whatever. You were telling us about some kind of thing, the drive-in where you're
1: encouraged to go have a barbecue at the drive-in.
0: Yeah, this this is that place.
1: Tell the listeners about that.
0: They just don't care what you bring in with you, really. They say don't bring in any booze, but then they don't check. You know, if there's not somebody walking around with a flashlight making sure what everybody's drinking or anything. I mean, just, I feel um, like
1: don't bring any booze to the drive-in is like, make sure she's 18. You know, it's one of those things that's technically a rule, but nobody does it.
0: Yeah, silly things like that. The uh, yeah, it's very kind of laissez faire. You you pull up and pay the eight bucks a head, and then find a parking space, break out your grill, and your meats, have some dinner. Is there... We mostly
1: went to the drive-in when I was a kid. I think because my dad liked to drink during the movies. Yeah, uh, I always had a pillow for sleeping in the back seat during the second uh, second movie of the night, which was usually either violent or steamy. Right. You know, so the, you have those after the kids have passed out. I don't but, know how uh, I
0: would feel about watching nudity on like a hundred foot screen. Yeah, it seems excessive. I don't know. I don't know. It is a lot of nudity,
1: but I mean,
0: this one you can't uh, have too
1: much nudity,
0: right? Yeah, but I, the, like quantity, I would rather it be a number of nudes rather than size.
1: A number of boobs. Yeah. So by that by that reasoning, uh, Total Recall is the best movie so far.
0: Yeah. It was boobs per capita. The uh, Yeah, so this one, we're we're going to go see uh, some Green Lantern and Super 8 is the second
1: movie. Mm, I saw Super 8 uh, a couple days ago.
0: These guys do three movies in, in case you're in high school and want yeah. to start a movie at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're not going to hang out for Hangover 2, also because it's Hangover 2.
1: Yeah, we I uh, I we we had this conversation briefly. I think we didn't have this conversation. Uh but you uh I mentioned having seen The Hangover 2 and you were pretty dismissive of it. What is it that
0: uh, did you not see the first one? I haven't seen the first one. I feel like I would be lost.
1: <laughs> what do you uh what do you think is wrong with The Hangover? Like why why do you, why are you dismissive of that movie?
0: I just it didn't look interesting at all. I don't know. It, it might have been really good, you know. The, what uh, was on Wedding Crashers might have been really, really funny, but it didn't make its case for me.
1: Wedding Crashers, I I don't think I ever finished watching because it's kind of boring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, eh, I don't know. It didn't strike me as you know. There's there's like the categories of comedy movie, right? There's like there's like the the Kevin James movie. Uh, uh which I don't know. Is Kevin James the new Chris Farley? Because you didn't he, think Chris Farley was funny. Yeah, I don't Kevin think he James has the
0: the energy. Like I'll give it to Chris Farley. Like he he's throwing himself around like a madman back back in the day when he was alive. But these days, I don't think so. I uh, I don't think Kevin James is. I don't think he has the commitment to being the funny fat guy that falls down that marked Chris Farley's oeuvre.
1: You don't think that Chris Farley is still is still bringing it on the on the shores of uh, Fiddler's Green?
0: Oh, I hope so. I hope he set foot on the shore of Fiddler's Green and and get this. Because he's so fat, the boat, like, sank down enough that he had to, like, step up to step on the shore. And so, because he's so fat, he's clumsy, right? So he falls down. And then there's, like, some chocolate there and he's fat, right? So he starts eating it. Ah, bah bah. Just getting it all over his mouth because he's so fucking fat. And then, like... While he's eating the chocolate, he slips and, like, puts his face in a pile of dog shit. Because he's clumsy. Because he's so fat. Ladies and gentlemen, every Chris Farley movie.
1: <clears throat> mm mm-hmm. um, So then there's, like, the... Then there's, like, the comedies that I don't care about. Uh, and those usually have Vince Vaughn in them. Right. Although I guess Vince Vaughn and Kevin James are sometimes in the same. So, like, I don't think that something like, uh, I don't know, The Breakup, right... Probably not a movie that I want to see, but not a movie that is as stupid as Paul Blart Mall cop.
0: Sure, I'll give you that, yeah.
1: Right. Um it's not like it's no it's no apatow joint. Right. Certainly. But it's just like a middle of the road, you know, kind of thing. Like maybe it's a maybe it's a rom com disguised as a just a com com.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or or a com cast.
1: Yeah, it usually has a com cast. Yeah. Um I don't know. So then, Adam Sandler he he steps he steps over some of the lines sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of real dumb Adam Sandler movies, which were not terrible. I, mm-hmm. I don't. Nah, whatever. You didn't feel you didn't feel any love for Adam Sandler in like a like a Billy Madison. No. You didn't like Billy Madison.
0: Somebody. That was one of those. <coughs> I got kind of turned against Adam Sandler violently. Because I had a big group of friends that insisted on watching Happy Gilmore for the, like, eighth time for them when I was at, at their house for a party. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, you have to see this. This is great. We, we love Happy Gilmore. We watch it all the fucking time. So I sat through Happy Gilmore and it was retarded. Just not even a little bit funny and so, so bad. And yet, and yet...
1: I remember there being a couple funny things about Happy go. Did you see Funny People?
0: I think Adam Sandler's movies fall into the category of, like, people that I know and respect their opinion generally think that they're funny, but I'm still not sure why. hmm So, you know, it's a maybe-it's-me kind of thing. See, I feel like, uh,
1: for me, that's Woody Allen. Huh. I kind of don't know why anyone thinks that any Woody Allen movie is funny.
0: I think I've only seen maybe one Woody Allen movie all the way through.
1: I have not seen Annie Hall, which uh, that's supposedly a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess I should probably watch that before I judge. But I've also, I was also told that Sleeper was good. And while I appreciate him going to the trouble of setting up a scene in which somebody slips on a giant banana peel, uh, it's not, not funny enough
0: mm.
1: for that to be a good movie. Um, yeah, you, Super Bait is good. It uh, had a very 80s vibe to it, and probably just because it took place in the 70s.
0: I think by design, he wanted to make something that was that had that ET feel to it. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's like I don't know. My roommate described it as Goonies plus Cloverfield. That works. Uh, and I had not seen Cloverfield. I've also never seen the Goonies. <laughs> I mean, that's clearly not true. Um, did you see Cloverfield? Is it any good? I didn't see Cloverfield.
0: That was the Blair Witch Alien project, right? Yeah, which was also
1: j Abrams
0: j Abrams, j- I think the only J.J. Abrams I've consumed at all is the Star Trek reboot. Hmm. That was plenty good. You didn't, you didn't watch any Lost? No. I waited I until it was over so that somebody could tell me whether it was worth watching or not, and the consensus seemed to be, eh, yeah, maybe. So mm. I didn't bother.
1: I watched the first episode and none of the hooks uh, got into my skin at all. Hmm. I was like, huh, they sure did set up a lot of mysteries here that I have no interest in exploring. <laughs>
0: um, oh, apparently he wrote was... the screenplay for Armageddon. Huh. So, uh... How old is he? I would not have thought that
1: he had been around long enough to have written the screenplay for Armageddon.
0: He is ten years older than we are. Huh. Was Armageddon good?
1: Or was it awful? Oh,
0: Lord. It, you know, in the movie theater, in the moment, it was kind of fun. But watching it again, and especially watching it on a TV screen, it is just abjectly bad.
1: It is, like, inextricably linked in my mind with uh, The Fifth Element, for some reason.
0: Well, there's the you Bruce know, they, Willis. They,
1: they came out around the same time, and mm. Bruce Willis is the main character in both of them.
0: I mean, anything that has Bruce Willis in it is going to have something worth watching, and anything that has Steve Buscemi in it is going to have something worth watching. Right, even Con Air. I haven't seen Con Air. I, I kind of am done with Nicolas Cage at this point. Really?
1: Now.
0: Yeah. I don't need any more. I'm full up.
1: I don't know, Leaving Las Vegas was pretty good. Matchstick Man was pretty good.
0: It was Bringing Out the Dead. It was so fucking horrible. That I said, you know what, I don't care if I ever see that motherfucker act in anything again.
1: Oh, what are you going to do? Sorry. I'm tired. I biked to and from work today, which is the first time I'd done that in quite a while. I'd been, like, doing doing one step a day.
0: Mm -hmm. So Um, you admitted that you had a problem with biking to work? Yeah. You admitted that you were powerless to bike to work without the help of a higher power?
1: It was probably less that I hadn't done it in a while and more that it was, like, 105 degrees. Ah. Ah. Uh,
0: That's a lot yeah, of degrees. It is a lot of degrees. That's too many degrees, I feel. It's
1: a good thing I wear degree, which uh, cranks up the armpit slime as I produce more armpit slime.
0: Yep. Make sure that anything that comes out of you is going to be scented.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so movies... I'm curious to see what your take on Super 8 will be. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was, uh, like, I had zero complaints about it. Uh, Well, apart from one. Like, this made a great deal of sense in terms of the plot but not a great deal of sense in terms of the fiction of the world that they're trying to establish. Uh huh. Kind of thing. And it seemed like there were trappings of an earlier idea about the way that this thing behaved that they were just like, oh wait, we can't actually follow that rule uh. that that we were hinting at uh, but that might have just been me trying to find patterns where there were no patterns <laughs> um, but the kids the kids are pretty good the, the main character is like a nice uh, a nice every every boy every kid yeah he's he's a he's a good Mikey uh, there's a creepy looking kid with braces what is what is the deal with uh, the kid like so people who look like butthead, right? What is what is it that's wrong with a person that they get braces and then that suddenly makes it so they can not only never close their mouth, but they can never have their lips more than like three inches or closer than three inches apart?
0: I don't know. That seems like a, a bad that uh, that seems like bad dentistry.
1: Because you don't see you don't see kids without braces that their mouths are open so far all the time that you can see their gums, right? (laughs) Or do you?
0: I mean, some people show more gum than others in a smile or in a, you know, just talking. In a a smile, but not just standing there. I guess not, no.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Something about those braces just makes it so you gotta have your mouth open so goddamn far I can see your nose inside your mouth.
0: I was gonna say, you can generally see people's noses when they're just standing there <clears throat> yep, I'm interested to, my take on Super 8 I'm afraid is gonna be I fell asleep halfway through it and kept waking up at intervals and seeing you know random scenes that didn't make sense cause it is like so it gets dark here at like 9.30 and that's when the first movie's gonna start so the second movie is gonna start around midnight and that's that's after bedtime already. Are you taking your baby? Yeah, and he he will enjoy the like grilling, run around outside, and then we'll pajama him up and put him down in the back of the car.
1: Mm, are you having friends over to your car?
0: We're having we're gonna have three or four at least other people in their cars, then we're all gonna park next to each other and gonna tailgate. Do you, think, is it the kind of
1: drive-in with the thing on the post, or is it the kind of drive-in where you use your radio?
0: I actually need to buy a radio, like a battery-powered something that has a radio in it. Because we tried to listen in our car last time, and this, the car would have none of that. It's like, I need my battery for running the engine in case you run out of gas.
1: Oh, so you, like, can't use the radio when the car's turned off?
0: Not for very long, no.
1: It gets annoying. Huh. Well, that's a downside of an electric car that I never thought of. Because how often do you do that, right? I feel like our parents' generation, all they ever did was go down to the lake and turn the car off and listen to the radio.
0: Right. Well, now we have so many other ways to get music. Mm Mm-hmm. That, yeah. During the first movie, generally everybody's outside, and people have the volume cranked up in their cars with their windows down, so we didn't need any. We didn't need to have ours on.
1: But, yeah. You could buy a pack of Cools in like 2001 and get one of those free little egg radios. Oh, yeah. Uh, But bring me, find me and tell me to stop smoking Cools if you see me in 2001. That was a, for lack of a better term, uh, it was pretty cool, though, that when they decided that they were going to give, like, they, they, they figured out how to make radios real, real small Uh Uh, To the point where it's like, hey, free radio with everything that you buy. (coughs) (laughs) Like promotional radios. Yeah. And it was neat for somebody who actually listened to the radio every once in a while. It's like, all right, so I basically have all these disposable radios.
0: Yeah, because back in the day, it was like, how else am I going to hear music that's not in my CD collection or cassette collection? I can listen listen to
1: this radio while I'm swimming and not even care. (laughs) Yeah that I only get to hear one song before it stops working and you know, they put that paper in there so they can tell when you send it back to the free radio factory they're like did you drop in the water and you say no and they look at the paper and the paper says this guy's a lying asshole and you're like fascists In ink that only comes back that's only, only visible when it gets wet
0: we hate that uh, we hate the fact that Apple makes us not lie to them right that was a whole thing
1: Oh, somebody does. I think Boing Boing hates it. Like, I hate the fact that taking this device apart voids the warranty. Uh, well, (laughs) tough shit. Right, I mean, that's what the warranty is, is a set of terms that the manufacturer decides on.
0: I mean, I can see if they're saying, you shouldn't buy this and here's a reason, but a lot of the time it's, I bought this thing, and I hate the fact that I, you know, since I jailbroke it, Apple was able to remotely turn it into a brick. Like, eh. Well, don't buy that one. Buy one for your open source hippie ways, you know?
1: Yeah, buy uh, you know, one of those one of those competitors to the iPod. Hey. that runs uh, Windows or Linux. Yeah. Man, Linux. Fucking go Linux. Go I got to go to the I got to go to the data center again tomorrow and try to do some more Linux.
0: Do we ever, do you ever figure out why the servers were acting like bricks?
1: No, they weren't acting like bricks. They were just, uh, they were refusing, the network cards were refusing to play nice with Jeff's remote install thing, and Uh, they, they just didn't seem to be like, this whole thing operates via the machines booting up off of like a, like a Linux install DVD, and then being able to connect to the internet. And for whatever reason, the software just wasn't uh, – the the network cards weren't finding the – they were not only not finding the DHCP server to get an IP address assigned to them, they were not even trying as near as we could tell by looking at the traffic on the switch. Hmm. Um, so we, the the manufacturer has an idea of a thing that we can try, That something in the BIOS that might be interfering with it. So I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to try this one thing, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to – a, continue to be pissed off that these servers don't work, and B, be pissed off anew at the fact that I just drove down there f- for no reason. Ah. Um, Fun. They're going to be sweet as fuck if they ever turn on properly. That's what I say. Yeah, I dated that girl. Um, 48 gigabytes of RAM. So many RAMs. That is. That is so many RAMs. I remember back in the day when I spent $70 on one megabyte of RAM for my computer.
0: Mm. One Probably, megabyte? So I would have killed I, for a, a single megabyte of RAM. So that I could play, I don't know, <laughs> X, X-Wing.
1: X You know, I say that, but I never played any of those games, so it wasn't that. Maybe I wanted to play Wing Commander. It was something with wing. <laughs> uh, it was Will Smith's Chicken Wingy with it. No, 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 I guess that wasn't actually a Will Smith song. It was a... Uh, it was some one-off uh, morning radio show
0: parody song. Yeah, because j- getting jiggy with it was the title. Yeah, I know. I would, um, you know. I'm not saying that makes any more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The
1: chicken wingy with it. Nah, 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 nah. nah. That uh, stuck with me more than getting jiggy with it. That was from a movie, wasn't it? Doesn't Will Smith only release songs as tie-ins <laughs> to movies that he's in now?
0: Yeah, that was for the remake of Roots that he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he was, he was Kunta Kinte. Uh-huh. I don't
1: believe you, Mr. Skullhead.
0: You shouldn't. That was for a movie, though, right? No, like, Will
1: Smith doesn't do songs anymore.
0: No, he did an album, and that Getting Jiggy When It was on it. The, but the video had
1: to have it, you know, because he did Wild Wild West. That keeps coming up. Was that movie really that bad? It was not
0: so good. I mean... The dialogue was kind of... Okay, so, every time somebody said something, it was stupid. And the, the ending was kind of climactically stupid. And then there were some nice, funny bits in the middle. Okay. As long as nobody was talking.
1: Does Kevin Klein dress like a lady at any point?
0: I think he does, at some point. Had Salma Hayek in it.
1: So. Huh. I guess uh, the the jiggy, in fact, is a, a shortening of the term jigaboo, which means we're not allowed to say that anymore.
0: Oh crap! Well, that gives me the Hebrew gibberish.
1: I guess there was no. Uh, I guess there was no movie tie-in. I don't know, man. Oh, it was uh, I am
0: Legend. That's right. Because the vampires <laughs> kept calling him a jigaboo. Yeah. Did you read on Cracked how they apparently got that?
1: they they completely subverted the point of the short story with their changing of the ending.
0: Yeah. People talk about that as like a movie ruined by the last minute switch with the ending, but the rest of that movie wasn't that great either. Oh yeah. It was just like the you can't have a horror movie where your monster looks ridiculous. What did it look like? They were like so they were supposed to be people who had had some kind of virus that turned them into vampires, but they were entirely CGI. So they didn't look like they existed, for one thing. So it was like these cartoon people with translucent skin. Yeah. And they, yeah they looked ridiculous. And that kind of shot it for me. I wonder
1: whether the CGI in Super 8 will bother you or not. Because it's kind of CGI. There are definitely a lot of real effects going on.
0: CG usually doesn't all that much. But, I don't know. When you have, like, your enemy is somebody who you could have easily just put a guy in some really good makeup. And it would have been scarier because he would have been physically there. I don't know. It's a weird thing, like... It would be like making a movie where the, your hero has a German Shepherd, and in every scene you just built a German Shepherd in CG from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And all he ever does is things that dogs do, but for some reason you had to had to go and CG it. Those
1: stupid petta people stopping you from doing anything fun with a dog. Like skinning it and making a coat. Yeah. I'd rather go naked than put a dog in a movie.
0: Something tells me that the people who do that PETA campaign would rather go naked than just about anything else. Mm. It's not just... I've also
1: part. never seen I Am Legend, so I don't know. Is that a joke that you sent me?
0: No, I just sent you a... It has a picture of Will Smith and one of the bad guys. Oh, I, you I, it, I gotcha. show you how they kind of look silly.
1: He looks like Voldemort. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. That's a... Uh... This website has a bunch of boobs on it, too. What's huh. that all about. Megan Fox has gone nude in Jennifer's body. I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it.
0: <laughs> you know, technically, she <clears throat> didn't go nude. She had pasties on her nipples, and those were edited out in post-production. Wait, really? Yep.
1: What's Jennifer's body? It
0: was a horror movie that the lady who wrote Juno did after Juno
1: after being a some kind of crazy stripper blogger yeah strip she's a strip blogger every time she writes a blog post she takes off an article of clothing
0: that's gotta take some time I feel huh
1: uh, you wanna answer some forum questions I will answer <clears throat> we already did we answered that forum question about the drive-in yep I like him, and I wish I should. I wish I would go more often. Do you have anything else like that where you you do it every once in a while and you think, man, I should do this all the time? Uh, hmm. Seeing stand up is like that for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Every time I go to the improv, I think, man, I should do this more often because it's always fun. And then I realize, well, it's always fun because I only do it. I only pay and commit an evening to coming out to this when there's somebody that I already know is funny. Right. So I don't know, you know, maybe I could go see Carlos Mencia, Hmm. and I would enjoy it, but probably not.
0: I'd almost, I I, I don't know. You'd pay to 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 not see see Carlos Carlos Mencia? Mencia. Downhill skiing is something that I love to do, and I just, I've found that I can do it nearby our house for not too much money, but just never can seem to justify the time and expense.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, love me I don't skiing. remember like how much it cost the last time we went skiing. Like to actually go to the, like I feel like a day of skiing is like, I don't know, fifty bucks or something,
0: right? Yeah, something like that.
1: Which that's that's definitely like, that's a commitment, right? Because that's a thing yeah. where it's like, ah, uh, well, now I can't change my mind and do something else. Yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah, uh, the last time I went was with uh, our our radio station's old buddy Amplitude. It was pretty cool. It was the first time I'd been to a real, uh, I was going to say, skating rink, uh, which that's one of the problems. You know what I don't, uh, you know what I, once a year is absolutely enough for me is roller skating.
0: Yeah, boy. I guess if I did it more frequently, I'd be better at it, but it's one of those things that it just doesn't seem like it's worth it to get yeah. better at it.
1: Have you, you've been to the drunken skating, right?
0: Yeah, like the I've been twice, yeah. Okay. yeah,
1: yeah. I think we'll I think we'll do it again this time. It's it's basically doesn't cost us anything because we more or less get the money from the people that we pay the skating rink. Um, and I don't know. I I enjoy it.
0: The the whole like the hokey pokey with the mascot was actually fun. Last year, when we were like, oh god, you don't you don't need to do that. We're grown ups. You don't you don't have to have this poor asshole in a suit debase himself for our amusement. But then it turned out, you know, it was fun. I'll admit it. Yep. You were all, get your ass out on the floor. I was like, okay. (laughs) And I didn't regret it. You know, it looks like I can do night skiing from like, so from three o'clock to when the thing closes, which is like eight o'clock in the evening for 20 bucks.
1: That's not bad. And then 20 Uh, to rent the skis. Then you never see the trees coming.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, they light the runs, you know. They have, like, street lights and people.
1: Oh, you're going to stick to the runs, huh? Like some kind of pussy?
0: Yeah, like some kind of not going out like a punk. Yeah. Not, not uh, doing a sunny bono. I want to
1: do anyway, this it. Anyway, that was too. the first time I'd ever been... It was, like, two or three years ago, I guess. was the first time I'd ever been to, like, a real ski resort where the mountain was actually tall. And it was, like, fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Like, the ride up was really scary, but once I'm up there, I'm like, man, this is, like, a really good skiing video game.
0: And then you ski for, like half an hour before you get down to where the lift is again. Yeah. It's yeah, there aren't cool. uh there aren't really Purple Mountain's Majesty up here. Looking at the ski resort, it looks like every run is pretty short. But you know, it's a it's a mountain, uh, I suppose. You probably can't ski in the summertime. Not as much, no. You can water ski on a lake in the summertime. Uh, you could, I guess. I, I mean, Maybe you, know, you can. I can't at all. I underwater ski.
1: Yeah, I, I seriously, like, given the choice between, like, a root canal and water skiing, I would have to think about it. Yeah. I, I think... cannot even imagine, like, being able to do even a little bit of that and enjoying even a second of it.
0: I've never, in all the times that I've tried... I've never been able to even see how you would go about getting on top of the water. Like, the boat starts, and it kind of pulls you along real slow, and then I guess at some point it's supposed to be fast enough that you kind of pop out of the water, and then you just got to land it right, and then you're skiing, but fuck if that ever happens to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too big. Yeah, maybe
1: you should lose some weight. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. That's what I always say.
0: Maybe you should lose some ugly. I can't. I thought I... I can't. No, I no matter
1: what I eat, I'm still going to look like this.
0: Exactly my point.
1: Sucks. It sucks. It makes me really sad, Mr. Skullhead. Good. Thanks for drawing attention to it.
0: Although, you know, like, getting, uh... Getting on the little raft and getting pulled behind a boat? That is fun.
1: Yeah, I could I could imagine enjoying that.
0: That's just, like, kind of a low-rent roller coaster.
1: You turned me around on the whole water park thing. Water parks with uh, water slides with rafts, totally fun. Water slides without rafts,
0: fuck that never again. Games without frontiers, fantastic.
1: I was pretty sure before the first, before I got into that water slide, I was like, you know what, I think that there is a pretty good reason that I am pushing 35 and have never done this. (laughs) And uh, yep, got to the end and it's like, ah, sweet land in the water in just the right way to fill my nose up and kind of start puking yeah that's awesome
0: then there's the lazy river you sit there yeah let the current take you the faster
1: lazy river was more fun
0: yeah the the river that had like ambition but no direction yeah
1: they had uh, speakers uh, with people talking Australian have a bonza barbie have a kookaburra g'day yep uh wvo quine wrote i put the kol on an ipad most of the time now my laptop is used for work and production my ipad for media and consumption the game is mostly the same and nothing essential is broken but i'm forced to play it differently in a few ways i'm sure i'm not the only one who plays on a mobile device most of the time so i thought you might appreciate hearing about what doesn't work so well one the combat action bar is broken as you can't scroll through your list of items and can't funksling. this isn't really a big deal as the drop down menus work fine Yeah, man, that combat action bar, that's some code that nobody who works here understands anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It would probably be easier for me to have C.D. Moyer just redo it from scratch than to gather and gain and acquire and get an understanding of the existing code. Hmm. I mean, I might be wrong about that. It might just be me projecting my own fears onto C.D. Moyer. I do that all the time.
0: You're like, Cedar Moyer, I'll bet you're like, not going to want to look at that naked girl.
1: I'm afraid one of these scorpions is going to sting my children. I'm like, I don't have children and he doesn't have scorpions. So what is that all about?
0: Yeah, what does that even mean?
1: Uh, number two, I don't time my semi-rares anymore. It's way too difficult to do without having a grease monkey timer telling you how many turns you have remaining, and I'm always a little sad when I run into Fireflower or something instead of a lunchbox. Feels like a penalty for playing on a mobile device. Being able to set an in-game timer would fix this right up. So I'm of two minds on this. I am all about people being able to set an in-game timer, and I am really, really sad that people know when they're getting their semi-rares and uh, that that's a thing, right? I never dreamed that it would be worth it to spend a point of fullness eating that thing and finding out when your semi-rare was. I thought that that would be a thing that you would maybe do every once in a while in the context of some kind of crazy stunt. Um, But, you know, just the information turned out to be way too powerful. And it it makes me a little sad. Um, The timer thing... The the, the timer thing, I, I, I... I'm not entirely sure how to go about doing it um because i think that the way that the way that the relay browser does it is it just gives you like a fake effect and i honestly kind of like that idea like if if there was a timer chat command that just gave you an effect that was like timer and for the number of turns that you specified and then it was just there in your like not having to write not having to put a new table in the database not having to write any new interface stuff for it like that would be fucking awesome I think people would probably want the ability to do more than one and to name it or whatever. But, uh, you know, we could we could probably pull that off.
0: Yeah. Or we could just say no. Well, we could just say no. You, you know. get what you get and you like it. You like it.
1: Uh, And this one is my biggest complaint. He says, I don't do the Nemesis quest anymore, and I used to do it every run. The problem is the password puzzle in the cave in which you need to match up the torn ends of the paper pieces. Doing this on a computer that can have multiple windows open is fine, but it's excruciatingly difficult and boring to do when you can only open up one and look at one piece at a time. Maybe this isn't a big deal for you guys as the quest is optional and the puzzle is still solvable if you get out a piece of paper, but it's super slow and aggravating and the puzzle becomes effectively a roadblock that locks people out of a huge chunk of content. I'd love it if there was some way to get around this puzzle after completing it once, or maybe if viewing one of the pieces of paper would display a screen that showed all of the ones you've collected, or if clicking the door to enter the password did. Uh, Those are the only three ways I can think of that the mobile-slash-iPad experience is different than the desktop one. My understanding is that on the iPad, the chat is fairly difficult to use. Um, because Safari on the iPad won't scroll frames independently, uh, yeah. Um, which that you know that might mean that addressing any of these with chat commands is not really addressing them. Uh, how do you feel about the the scraps of paper thing? Like that's a that is a puzzle that I the the idea of people having to do that puzzle every time doesn't really bother me because uh-huh. I think it's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's not it's not like a just. <sighs> I don't know. It, it seems more interesting to me than just like a series of tasks you got to perform, or I think you got to write a script to do for you.
0: But I, I guess I'm not like. It's. It seems like something that we could make, a really snazzy. Like, you have a window, like a little window, and all the pieces at the bottom in little boxes, and you click on the box to move it into the big window, and you can kind of line them up. It seems like something we could do with a graphic user interface. Yeah. Not to say, I, I do if, if should, but maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I, I think that maybe I would not be opposed to if you had... I don't know, you know, I, like, I wonder whether Riff would hate this or not. We could store whether you've solved it once. If you've solved it once, you fucking know how to do it. So when you click on the door, it could just say, oh, you glanced down at the scraps of paper you've collected so far. Huh. and then it shows you them right and i mean i don't think that would be a big deal whether we show that to people the first time or not hmm. is a question right because is figuring out how that works the fun part or is performing the action the fun part i think the figuring it out is the fun part
0: yeah i can i can see that
1: Erich, uh, Erich agrees that setting your own timers like Mafia does would be fantastic. Rudy Shilaka says, Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Which one is better to play with a bunch of friends and which in the series would you suggest? Uh, I like Rock Band better than Guitar Hero, but I have not played uh, any of the Rock Band games since they became Guitar Hero. I mean, vice versa. All right? Right? I mean, the reason that Rock Band was better than Guitar Hero is because it had drums.
0: So you haven't uh, uh, played Guitar Hero after they added the drums? I
1: have not. Yeah, I've no. I don't think I've ever even seen that anywhere. I've never like been to someone's house who had it. Hmm. Um, I like Rock Band. You know, it still gets. It, it is a game that still gets broken out every once in a while when there are people here, and it's. It seems like less of a big deal now, right? Because it used to be that if you had a party and anybody started playing Rock Band, it just became a Rock Band party. Uh-huh. And you didn't always want that to happen, right? But uh, now, now Rock Band can be just part of a party.
0: Yeah, I've noticed oh. when we have it for con, there's usually like a dedicated group of maybe eight or nine people who stand around and get subbed in. But then, yeah, it's not like everybody's standing around watching because, oh my god, what is that?
1: Yeah. Um, I got, uh, as part of what. Uh, because my mom just got me this awesome giant Best Buy gift card uh, for Christmas. So I, I got my 3DS with that, and I, uh, I, uh, I was hoping that I would get to play because Ocarina of Time showed up today, and I was hoping I'd get to play it a little bit uh, before the show started. But then, uh, wouldn't you know it, I go to turn on my 3DS, and the battery's completely fucking dead. Uh, yesterday, I was playing a game on it yesterday, and the battery said that it was three-quarters full. It had been unplugged and played for maybe an hour and I closed it and I put it down. I don't have that street pass bullshit turned on, so it's not doing anything, but somehow one day completely drained the battery. Like goddammit. Huh. Anyway, so that's charging and maybe I'll maybe I'll get to play that game later. But I bought uh, Rock Band 3 cuz I was intrigued by the keyboard thing. Yeah, that was that. Um it's pretty fun actually. I i i need to spend some time and need is a strong and inaccurate word here i want to spend some time playing the game by myself with the keyboard because it the difficulty is all fucking over the place Hmm. right and so some things are trivially easy to play on hard and some things are completely impossible on hard and like it seems to have a lot more to do with you know Because the thing, the thing that bothers me a little bit about playing these games in a group is that, like, I was—we we've talked about this with like Tony Hawk games, and uh, I read an article uh, yesterday that was a sort of a reflection on this about uh, MMOs. Like, the first MMO that people play is like always has the fondest memories for them, and everything that they play after that gets unfavorably compared to the first one, no matter how much better it is, because you just can't your first exposure to something is gonna be really awesome, you know? Yeah. And then slight variations on a theme are, you're never gonna catch the dragon again, right? Um, the first Guitar Hero was just, it was great. It was like, all right, so these songs are presented to me in an order. I unlock new songs by getting better at the game and, and playing this thing. Now they realize that, all right, you're at a party. You don't want to have to unlock all the songs for your friends to be able to play this shit. But the end result is that the difficulty levels of songs are just fucking all over the place. Right. Right. So if you're like, I so I can play almost like I can almost always play guitar on expert and it's fine, except for like the maybe 10 hardest songs unexpert. expert, and there is now a little indication of how difficult they are, uh, it, which you know goes from zero to five stars, and then the stars get replaced with like devil heads.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but the 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 keyboard stuff is it, it varies so wildly from song to song whether you know hard, which is what I what I like kind of started on, is going to be doable or just completely impossible. You would not have thought that uh, Lowrider would have a really, really difficult piano part, but it totally does.
0: Huh. I'd be interested to play it. Like, my experience with Guitar Hero was up until medium level or, like, playing it on medium it's like, I'm going to play the shit out of this game. This is amazing. It's so much fun. Like, the, the illusion that you're influencing the music is really strong but then bumping it up to the hard level i was like oh it's gonna take me a while to get good at this well i can do that and then getting to the extreme level, like there is no fucking way to do this unless i spend hours of time practicing it and that is something i'm not at all ever going to do
1: see i don't think that i would have if i hadn't started with guitar hero one mm-hmm. and just i played through hard and then i started over at at expert and like the easy expert songs are easier than the hard hard songs uh-huh. right so it it's it definitely like teaches you how to do it by making really slow progress and like those skills kind of never go away yeah right like once you once you kind of learn how to do it you just know how to do it and and so then it's i don't know i i i like it a lot i i still enjoy i don't Ever just go down, and this is why this is why the piano thing is frustrating. Like I don't ever go down to play by myself. I, I I always end up like if it's being played at a party, just switch it back to guitar because that's what I know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I would love to play through a progression where I learned how to play the drums, you know, and I would love to play through a progression where I learned how to play the keyboard stuff. And it's one thing I wish to fuck is that they would just put some sheet music on the screen. Yeah. Because figuring out how to translate between the shit that's on the screen and the, the keys that are in front of you is obnoxious. Especially to do it really fast yeah, on the fly. Um, anyway, yeah, so I don't know. Get, get Rock Band 3, if you can get the bundle with everything in it.
0: I think Rock Band got... Rock Band started out better at being Guitar Hero than Guitar Hero was. As far as making guitar parts that felt natural. So, you know. The like the later Guitar Hero games that I played, they just threw a wall up of difficulty and it didn't give that impression that you were playing along with anything. It was just yeah. like push these buttons in this order really fast.
1: Well, I mean my understanding is that the guys that made Guitar Hero broke off after their company was acquired and made rock band. Yeah. So it makes sense that it would just that that's the evolution of it in that direction. Yeah. Um, there was that one where you were playing some kind of role-playing game using Guitar Hero, and that seemed really stupid. Right. Uh, they they seem to start caring a lot about the shit that's going on with like your your dudes and stuff, and it's like, okay, let's because we cannot change the core gameplay without ruining this. Let's just spend a bunch of time and resources and try to get people excited about shit that no one ever looks at even a little bit. Okay. Like I don't even think that people who are watching people play rock band waiting for their turn are paying attention to the fucking guys on the stage it's like you look at it for a second before the song starts and you look at it for a second after the song starts and that's it yeah uh hey do you want to take a break so that I can go maybe grab a beer
0: yes we uh, we'll have a little uh you feeling like a 12 minute break uh, that'll work and we're back cool You know, it occurred to me, so I didn't start recording the show tonight until after the intro song, and it occurred to me that I could do that at the musical break. I could just stop it and start a new segment afterwards, and
1: yeah. You'd have to remember to do it, lest we lose lose the second half, which, you know, I mean, that's fine, that's fine. It also split it into two files instead of just one, but it's up to you,
0: brother. Yeah, I think I can do that without much of a problem. I'm just getting out of the mindset that it is so much more convenient to start all the streams with the one command. But there's there's a hotkey for starting the streams, so that's not too bad. Just click on the stream and hit F nine and off you go. So I think I can Yeah, we can try it.
1: Man is my life better since I stopped having to do this broadcasts. (laughs) <laughs> I know it always just works for you I uh, I noticed this I had left uh, the, one of the last times we did a show I accidentally left myself log into Skype after this and uh, there's a lot of Russian uh, Russian bride spam
0: yeah boy is there ever it's like the one time that I logged into MySpace recently cause somebody it said somebody had added me as a friend and was like really who's on MySpace anymore and just that one logging in got me a hundred messages from whores cool like a hundred literally a hundred
1: yeah this was uh, I'm supposed to go to space dating
0: right um, space that, dating so, yeah it could be cool does that mean you actually get to go up to the Russian to the international space station on a Russian rocket
1: that'd be awesome well I mean I like I'd give her a Russian rocket if you know what I mean I mean I'd fuck her and it wouldn't last very long <laughs>
0: You, uh, you'd explode on the launch pad, you mean? Yes. Does that happen with Russian rockets? Seems to happen more with American rockets. Our rockets get a little bit off the ground, at least.
1: You know, uh, when I said I was gonna go get a beer at this break, what I meant, I guess, was that I was gonna go get some chapstick. Hmm. Um. Well,
0: you know. Is it, uh, alcoholic chapstick?
1: Yeah. Uh, look, it's me. Everything that I have is alcoholic, or I wouldn't have it.
0: T- including you.
1: Yeah, Luck uh, also wrote could you please please create a no pull from Hank's category this would allow you to make powerful items of the month and items without making you worry about ascension a great example is the new elvish moon gear it, it is really good for aftercore but the fact of it being a quest item makes me never want to buy it like it disappears after ascension well it's also its primary function was to be really good for ascension so making it stuff you couldn't pull would be not, not you know
0: I thought one of its functions was making it really good for aftercore though well sure the shirt is at least
1: yeah but the shirt is also a, the shirt was also a, a direct copy of an important ascension right. thing right That that is hard to get yeah you know whatever.
0: do you think that 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 gear got committed a little bit
1: I think it that it being... is almost impossible to make something that people want anymore <laughs> Right you know it, it's it, it either has to be good for something or it's just it's just fluff and we wanted there to be something expensive in this stuff so it's like all right well what are what are our options for making it good for something I mean uh, you know may, maybe maybe I, I think it's okay as it is
0: it's a shame um, like when I was designing when I was designing quote unquote this thing, What I had in mind was that people would buy them and and equip them and stuff because that's fun, and that's, according to all feedback that I got, that's just not a thing that people do anymore.
1: Uh, Well, it depends on who you're listening to, right? I mean...
0: But it's hard to say. Are there enough people that will just do it because it's fun, that it's okay to just put in something that doesn't really blow your hair back? Blow your hair bag, blow your hair back, Mm. or your back hair. That doesn't blow your back hair. Yeah, I
1: I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, like uh, uh, that's not to say that we couldn't, like, all right. Well, so here's a set of gear that you get, and it's just an outfit with a cute avatar and some cool Halloween candy, and like people would still want it, and they, you know, they collect the tattoos and everything. But it's like, well, there should be some cool gear that you can get up here, and I mean, I think part of it was that whenever you pick the enchantments on things you tend to pick the ones that are interesting which is the ones that there's hardly any stuff that does that and the stuff that does that is pretty important right yeah. so i the, the doing the moon stuff just made it so it's like oh okay well that's you know this makes sense it's narratively written to be like moon reactive or whatever and we have a kind of a limited palette for being able to do that and you know i yeah i, I think it probably did get committed a little but i think it's okay where it landed yeah and you know we like
0: <sighs> well you know me on stuff like this i'm gonna be way more sensitive to people saying that it didn't hit the mark than people saying that it's awesome
1: yeah i mean it is certainly better that like it, it is basically like <sighs> making it not a quest item would have been it would have required us to make it not as good because it was as good as like years old raffle prizes yeah right like so making something trivially trivially available that was as good as stuff that there was thirty of total in the game is just like you know that's clearly we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Some of that stuff was too important for how rare it was and so we just took this as an opportunity It was like, all right, well now you can get this after a fashion and the fashion is is that and it's like You know, if... if, There is always a way in which we could make something easier for people to get, right? And that doesn't mean we should do it.
0: So you feel like what they're saying is... You should make this... You should take away all of the obstacles for this without making the enchantments worse. Yeah, and... Namely, like, give me everything for free. Which we don't want to have.
1: Yep. Uh, Darkwing asked if we've ever thought about introducing some Jimmy Hoffa-themed content at a KOL. You know, uh, apart from one time when I looked it up in Wikipedia, I don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is.
0: He was the head of the Teamsters Union, I think. Okay. And got killed by, presumably, the mob. And the only important thing is that nobody could figure out where he went. They're so like, geez, okay. I wonder what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, but really they're saying... Geez, I wonder where the mob buried his body. It's not Mm -hmm. like he's alive in Rio de Janeiro somewhere with amnesia.
1: I thought that's what the mob did when they uh, when they take you out, when they take care of you. That means like they set you up so that you're uh, you have enough money that you can just live comfortably in a tropical paradise.
0: Yeah, it's nice of them. I feel.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what are they? And they're not gonna like kill you. That's fucked up.
0: Yeah, that would be immature. I feel.
1: Uh, John Patrick McPurr says have you guys seen the new Stickman RPG I just saw it on my RSS feed and it smacks of a KOL tie in who knows you guys could have your own source book I know I'm going to give it a look and then it's like some sort of pen and paper Stickman RPG huh. I I think I have reached the point in my, uh, in my uh, sort of creative career where it's really I really don't like it when people describe KOL as a stick figure game
0: because
1: uh-huh. it's like come on guys it's more than a stick figure game Because it is.
0: Right. Right? For everybody that describes it as a stick figure game, though, we have somebody go, oh my god, I love stick figures. Yeah. It's weird being in that genre, I guess. It's weird that that's a genre of thing.
1: It's a thing that I feel like is off-putting to people. Like It is is one of the things that makes it so it doesn't seem like there's anything going on Hmm. to a casual observer. Right? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, part of this is like me deciding it's time for me to grow a beard and start being taken seriously, but like, uh, yeah. Well, you,
0: you, I'm sure that you get sick of just, hey, this has stick figures in it just like KOL. Hey, well, you should like that. You're know, like, hey, you should hang out with this guy. He's Japanese too. <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't not? necessarily I'm... follow.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I was thinking, though, a pen and paper mm-hmm. role playing game that was like, if part of the way that you played it was by drawing uh, stick figures as, you know, it's like, oh, hmm. uh, there's this base that you're trying to infiltrate and you you draw the base and then you draw stick figures. Out. Like, that'd be kind of cool.
0: Hmm.
1: Like a sort of like pen and paper role-playing game that was also a collaborative stick figure art project. Huh. I used to love, like, drawing little side view scenes and then playing out the stuff that happened and then when spaceships were attacking and there's a, like a robot capsule... It's, sub sub water vehicles sub water vehicles submarine vehicles and bases with mazes in them and stuff i i drew a lot of bases i never really i didn't really have an ideology but i knew it was important to have a base yeah it was because neither of us were.
0: well neither of us were getting to any bases with girls
1: Oh, that was certainly true. So we just I mean, this, these were more in the days before I even cared about that
0: though. Oh, gotcha. I can't remember a time when I didn't care about that.
1: Yeah? You don't yeah. remember you don't remember like pre puberty just being sort of mystified by what the big deal was?
0: Nope. I had huh. no girls are gross phase. No like I'm not interested in that at all phase. I was like the five year old chasing girls around and kissing them on the playground. huh I've always been a creepy perv.
1: That's, that's weird, because, I mean, what was your motivation for doing that before you could get boners? I
0: had no idea.
1: That's, yeah, that's strange. But I, I, I vividly, I, I just,
0: like one of the few things I vividly remember from childhood is a kiss, my first kiss at, like, five years old.
1: Huh. Because I, I had, like, I, I did not have a girls are gross phase. I like, if anything, that didn't come until I was an adult, right? Right. Uh, and it was more like, they're, they're making me late for everything all the time. God damn it.
0: <laughs> a phase
1: instead of that they're gross um but like I don't know I remember like in junior like I went through puberty fairly late right and so at the times so when everybody else was like oh right yeah I'm gonna you know ma- like I made out with my girlfriend it was sweet and I like sort of like had a girl who was uh, ostensibly my girlfriend and it just like was like oh okay I guess we'll go to the movies and stuff mm-hmm. right but there was never any like I, I don't know I just had no motivation for any hanky-panky it wasn't gonna do anything for me interesting and it wasn't like you know i mean maybe there are people who do it because it's like oh this is like a thing that rebellious teenagers are supposed to do that your parents are concerned about so we should do it because it must be good if they don't want you to do it Hmm. but yeah i don't know it's it's weird i mean it's weird to me that i spent i spent so many years like like uh, you know, self-aware enough that I can remember it, and I can remember considering these things, but before I had any sort of biological drive to procreate. Oh. And so, it's like, I don't exactly remember a transitional phase, either. Though. Which is a little weird.
0: See, like, my parents were catching me tr- like, playing games where we all take off our clothes. Like, before I can remember. Stuff. Huh. I was just always interested in, in like getting people naked and yeah, I don't know. always You were
1: like a dog chasing a car.
0: No, I was just gonna look at them naked. That seemed mm-hmm. like a, a goal in, in and of itself.
1: I mean I stuff like that definitely happened when I was a kid, but it was always like initiated by somebody else and I was just always left kind of mystified. Hmm. Like, okay. Now now I've seen that. <laughs> girls have another butt down there.
0: The front butt, uh-huh. as it's told. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I was, I was always, I wanted to, you know, I, this is. Fun. I just wanted to make video games. <laughs> that was like, what I cared about instead of girls. Was...
0: You heard it here first. As every con, Jick just wanted to make video games, and I just want people to get naked.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, every con. Uh, Twilo says, would you consider making the daily dungeon give you unique keys unless you have all three? You get this functionality while zapping, and it would be much more intuitive for beginners to be able to get the keys naturally than having to wait on the fates for the last key to arrive or use a wand, which they might have accidentally blown up. Yeah, um, that's my, the, the, per, the point of that, uh, thing in the, uh, the vending machine in the Dungeoneers Association is that, uh, I was just gonna have the dungeon drop, like, a, a token for that machine, and then you could buy, the uh, uh, replace those rewards, not replace them. Put all those rewards in the vending machine for one token each, um, which simultaneously solves the like the thing that I don't think is a problem where people go into hardcore and don't have a potato, right? Um, because that there's all kinds of reasons that's not a problem. Which is a like oh you're you're having to wait and do something boring because of a dumb mistake that you made. Great, that means causality is working. <laughs> Uh, and and drop hardcore and get one in the mall if it's that big a fucking deal, right? That's the second thing. Like, they're, they're, we're not actually stopping you from doing this. Your desire to not solve the problem is stopping you from solving the problem. But that said, I can understand why somebody would feel that way, and it's kind of obnoxious. Um, and it is weird that on somebody's first run-through, a lot of the times they'll need a potato, and where the fuck do you get a potato? Huh. Like, you know, even if the fortune cookies hint at it, They're like, ah, go to the Daily Dungeon and maybe you'll get a potato. Maybe you won't. It's like, what, one in 12? Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean, something like that is effectively in the pipe. Five by five. I forgot to mention the best feature of Firefox 4, says Fred Levi. If you start typing the address or the name of a tab that you already have open, one of the suggested links will be to take you to that tab, automatically closing the current one if there's nothing on it. For somebody like me who keeps dozens of tabs open at a time and frequently loses track of them, it's a very nice feature. I tend to only have three or four tabs open at a time. If I if I find myself with, like, ten, I'm like, I gotta I gotta close some of these because I'm just wasting a bunch of system resources and slowing everything else down for no reason because I can't be looking at them all at once because they're all videos they're <laughs> all like full screen porn or flash games bloody knuckles says number one how do you uh, how fast do you feel a casual person would have fun ascending as three days four days did you design the run that way or is that just the way it turned out I thought a month <laughs> 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 um, imagining like the way that i played twilight heroes which was as probably as close as it got as it gets to like the way a casual ascender would play kol i was doing runs every six or seven days and i thought that that was just fine you know the first two took me longer than that and like i was like ah you know i think i'm finally gonna beat six days on here and then i did one that was like five days and i was like i don't want to work that hard i'm gonna you know anyway, two, has Ascension become more or less important? I don't know, I mean it's I guess it depends on how you look at it right? There are more things to do that aren't Ascension than there used to be right? so maybe it's less important but it's still the primary means of character progression and I think it's the
0: primary means by which we keep people interested in playing through more than once yeah. Or continuing to play after they've beaten once. Yeah. So yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. The the aftercore stuff is like a diversion, you know, it's not it's not like a I guess for some people it's a way of life, but there's not enough to it for it to be a way of life yet uh three is meat slash item farming good or bad it feels like with the new moonthrill equipment you're punishing meat farmers using item farmers it feels bad see my one emo here. i don't actually know how to parse that sentence <laughs> punishing meat farmers using item farmers i mean the the moon stuff had nothing to do with meat farmers really at all as far as i know it was meant to be a thing that people could farm and sell if they wanted to because I like I like it when things have an an economy to them that we don't have to build, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, meat and item farming, like I don't know. Meat farming probably has some effects in keeping the economy going. And so, if none, if nobody was doing it, then the game would be less good. Item farming is, you know, it's just it's playing the game and getting stuff. I, like I can imagine people thinking that that's fun so I don't think that either of them is bad you know I think using a bunch of multis to farm meat is bad I think farming being really yeah, I don't know
0: I mean the moonthrill stuff is the fact
1: like, that people farm the castle is any better than it was people farming the peak back in the day yeah but
0: like the moon throw stuff is based on a tradable currency that you can buy with meat
1: yeah, you can either farm items or meat to to, to get that stuff, so.
0: So I'm not sure. I'd be know. interested if you want to clarify that, Bloody Knuckles. I'm not sure what that means.
1: Yeah. Well, the iso- isotopes are pretty cheap in the mall. Not, uh, not close to minimum yet, which that's good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, there are people with thousands and thousands of them. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, man, I keep losing the tab. Um, 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 um. Question, uh, says Blister Guy. Do you keep a database slash list of all the small suggestions slash changes you like the sound of and would eventually like to implement if you ever get the time? If so, how old is the oldest item on that list now? It's probably the PvP revamp, isn't it? You know, I used to, during radio shows, write down the good suggestions and the things that I'd said I wanted to change the stuff in this big, long thread, and then I would... You know, the theory was that I would go and do some of those things if I was, like, kind of rudderless and wanted to work but didn't really have any ideas for what to work on. And it became yet another to-do list that only ever got longer.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's like, you know, a lot of these niggling things, like... I don't need to write them down because if they're significant enough to fix, I will continue to hear about them, right, for things that are, like, problems. Yeah. Um, a lot of the bugs and stuff are just getting getting taken care of more quickly now that that's part of C.D. Moyer's job. Um, he sort of takes a more uh, proactive role in that kind of thing than, uh, than Xenophobe did, and it is not a thing that is particularly important to me. I still think that we would be better off doing what I used to do which was just ignoring bug reports like there are a lot there are a lot of people who disagree with me uh but I think in terms of like the value that is added to the game for people by us spending our time on various things I don't think that generally fixing minor bugs is worth it at all and I know you know it's like that makes it sloppy which probably you know there are things that are sloppy that are going to bother certain people ones that are serious enough to bother me I would fix but uh, yeah I don't know it's it's too sprawling of a thing to really be that anxious about polish at all levels I think right like we we could make it so everything works exactly perfectly and everything makes sense and then we could never add any more content and it would stay great but we like adding content. We like adding new mechanics and, and things to play with. The players like that, and what that does is it creates this ever-expanding spiral of stuff that would make sense for us to do, and you know, little inconsistencies and issues that we could spend time fixing, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah you know, I don't know, you know, maybe and maybe that's misguided. Maybe maybe there should be three programmers. Maybe I should have three contract programmers instead of one. Right, one of whom's job is it is to just fix bugs all the time and maybe that would be worth it. But I but I don't think so. I, I I would always rather commit our resources to making new stuff. And you know, a lot of stuff is gonna get fixed as I decide to make a new version of a thing and replace the old one. Right? Like getting less afraid of that has really uh, opened up a lot of possibilities. Uh, for me to do what I want, which is to add new shit to the game, but also fix things that are that are, you know, old or boring or, or broken from the past, which which is, you know Yeah, sorry. Of,
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm gonna trail off on that. Cowlick says the recent change that made Mist classes able to overcome the Naughty Sorceress' blocking ability has come a long way to making Mist runs less painful, but what about the rest of the run? Considering that both Muscle and Moxie classes have the capability to use their primary stat to mitigate damage, have you ever considered having say, a high level buff which uses Mist to block damage? Another soft Sphere perhaps? I mainly ask because I've just recently reminded myself how painful Mist classes are if you're trying to play fast with a low number of skills. Mist isn't anywhere near as survivable as Moxie classes or Muscle classes with Hero. Well, maybe what that means is that if you're trying to play fast with a low number of skills you should play classes that are better suited to that right like if they are genuinely unfun to play then that's a thing that could use addressing but like something is always going to be the best thing for a given situation right like i i don't know i don't know if low skill missed classes are not fun to speed run with is the same as saying low skill miss classes need to be made significantly more powerful in order for them to be fun. I mean bloody knuckles counters. Don't miss classes have springy facility and entangling noodles. Don't get me wrong, I get where you're coming from, but having felt this before myself, but I eventually convinced myself that it was balanced. Um yeah. let's see. He says, I may have misrepresented my opinion slightly. I don't deny that that is almost certainly balanced in the long run. Once you have a decent suite of skills permed, I think they're extremely survivable. Just wondering what the design thoughts were from the perspective of low-slash-zero skill runs. Was it intended to be a matter of suck it up and perm some more skills, or has it evolved to be this way by chance? It certainly makes sense from the RPG standard of mages taking more work to become powerful than others, but I was wondering if this was the intent or not. Things that get that far outside the scope of, like, a single zone full of monsters and stuff, it is often... Impossible to gauge what the intent was because there wasn't any intent like i don't think i ever i don't think that any of us ever had an intent for the decisions that people would make when they were perming skills we had some guesses about the way that people would want to do things but these are things that the that the player base has discovered not things that we built all right and yeah i don't know it seems to me that what I would do, like what I did when I was when I was playing <clears throat> Twilight Heroes was I I played a spellcasting class and I was like, you know, I need in order to in order to do this if I'm if I'm not going to be constantly resting, right? I'm going to need some stuff that lets me lets me fight more effectively without, you know, without having to spend a bunch of MP and stuff. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go perm a bunch of, like, I'm going to go perm a bunch of, like, no-brainer skills that make combat easier. And then I can worry about, like, all right, so how do, I, how do I get this whole spell thing to work so that I can fight stuff that's more powerful than me and always hit it and not have to rest? Right? Like, mm-hmm. I think somebody playing through their first time, they rest at the campsite a lot. Yeah. And maybe somebody playing through their fifth time, they rest, they rest at the campsite a lot. And that's fine right so they don't have to worry about like oh I keep using up all my mana I'll just get that back by resting at the campsite and they're fine with that right and they're, they're going slow and you would hate it because you're a speed player but like they don't hate it it's just how the game works yeah it's alright Minty Giant says, Why were the high score notices disabled in Arcade? Flawless victory still shows up for fighters. Dungeon Fist is a near constant stream of notices about food being shot and red warriors impending demise. And even Demon Star still occasionally taunts chat. But Meteoid and Space Trip are sadly quiet. Really sad, like they just sit in the corner all quiet and moping. Bring back high score notices, please. It's not like Arcade is a bastion of high-intensity chat activity. (laughs) That might have been an overfix. uh, Because I know that it was annoying right after Rollover because, like, the same you would keep getting notifications of people getting the same score when it was the maximum score. There would just be like 10 in a row. And probably trying to fix that, I'm saying maybe trying to fix that, uh, broke, broke, something else.
0: Broke, broke.
1: Yeah, she ain't messing with no broke, broke. that? Ah uh, sorry, I was having some I'm having some uh, some uh,
0: <laughs> physics difficulties with my mic here. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you are in a wind tunnel for a second there
1: p s. If Phoenix burns down, will you move con to Minneapolis? Uh, yeah. because Arizona is still on fire still yeah uh, yeah I haven't looked to see where that fire is and whether or not I should be concerned. I'm assuming that I shouldn't be concerned. I think it's hundreds of miles from me.
0: Yeah, I guess that Columbus is close enough to Minneapolis that it would seem superfluous to do another con in Minneapolis. I've thought about... But, you know, when we first got here, I announced that we were going to have a... Uh, you know, the booz Association of Minneapolis was going to go and do, you know, like the San Francisco thing, and yeah, the, the first time that we did it, I I got, like, three or four people, that, a couple of them that I already knew, and, and then that was that. It was like, instead of doing that, we'll just hang out with all our friends, some of whom play.
1: Yeah Yeah I mean I feel like the, I feel like the San Francisco one Kind of ran out of steam too uh-huh. They still do something every once in a while But I think when They had one when we were in town the first time And that was I think the first thing they had done in a really long time
0: I mean I, the, a couple of the people who were running it Had a whole bunch of kids Yeah That'll stop could, you from doing fun things
1: uh, R.I.P. Ryan Dunn, uh, the guy from Jackass, has on name. But I was kind of sad. He was, he was, seemed like a pretty likable dude.
0: That's the guy I've never heard of from Jackass. Like Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville, I'm like at least somewhat aware of. But
1: yeah, yeah. So he was he was not quite as core as like a Chris Pontius uh, or a Bam Margera, but he was just is sort of one of the other guys. And uh, I don't know. He was nice. He had a beard, or he seemed nice.
0: If you haven't seen seemed the movies. To have a beard.
1: If you haven't seen the movies, then I can't tell you any specifics about who it is. Right. Um. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, it just seemed like the way that people were like being assholes about somebody who died. and He must have been driving drunk.
0: Yeah, he he was.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure his I'm sure his parents love it that everybody on the internet is saying that he's a douche and deserves to die for what he did. I haven't. I haven't actually seen much of that.
0: I've seen people. Of, go, people like really like,
1: hate Jackass in principle.
0: Yeah. I've seen people say like RAP Ryan Dunn. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Maybe in poor taste. No, I mean I guess that's not in poor taste. Right.
1: See, I told you. I told you you shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Right. And and maybe
0: they're not directing it at him, but at you know people. Just so you know, Ryan Dunn died, drinking and driving. So you shouldn't drink really and drive. Because
1: if Ryan Dunn can't get away with it, you certainly
0: can't. I mean, he's a guy who can drive like a giant shopping cart and down a hill while throwing fireworks and not die. So if drink, yeah, if I drunk driving it. is gonna kill him, it's totally gonna kill a normal person.
1: Right, but I think the occasion of somebody's death is a is is a really really tasteless opportunity to advance. I mean, so like I always have really hated like preachy funerals for that purpose. Right, like you know th- this is somebody died, so you can there there are two things that you can say out loud when somebody dies. Uh, one is like I'm sorry for your loss to the people who are still alive, and one is ah oh, that sucks that that guy died. What what I think you can't do unless you're kind of a dick. Is use it to promote an agenda, right? Uh, like, no matter how sane or rational the agenda is, like, it's just you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. It it just it just bugs me.
0: I agree.
1: I just... Um, we got radio bugbear questions. I bet.
0: Yeah, I feel like we do. <clears throat>
1: Evangione Q says, There should be an expansive quest to unset the quest item flag on astral items so that you can permanently keep them after future ascensions. No! That's another thing like, Alright, so we want these things to be really, really good. I don't know, really, really good. We want these things to be really good. So what can we do to make it so we can make them really good? And invariably whatever it is that we do to make it so we can justify making this equipment good is what people want us to undo. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm glad that you like them so much that you don't want to be bothered to get them again. But at the same time, that's kind of the point.
1: Uh, you're supposed to have one and only one there. It's like a pet. Uh, Dreamer TK says, I've been gone from the game for a long time. Since 2008, in fact. My spark for the game relit, and I just want to know, what is up with these dolphins? They're cool. Can you hear them they cry? They steal your items and doesn't afraid of anything. Pobblebunk says, Any chance we could carve a huge pumpkin into a few normal-sized pumpkins?
0: Huh. Boy, I'd be down with that. Would you? If you could, say, turn a huge pumpkin into three pumpkins. Yeah. Say. So there's a net loss, but you're still just not...
1: Yeah, you're not just totally fucked by the up. fact that yeah. you did not want a huge pumpkin.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I could see making them like pulverize into three pumpkins.
0: <laughs> it looks like this pumpkin was full of other tinier pumpkins. I could do yeah, that. It
1: was. I mean, that's how you—that's how you make the. That's what the glow comes from—is the other pumpkins that were inside the big pumpkin. Okay. Gray offhand says, "How about a keyring section of the miscellaneous inventory? Nice to know at a glance what keys I have. Well, they're all quest items. I guess they're not." Are they? They are. <laughs> How many keys do we have that aren't quest items? Not very many, I don't think, because we made the we made the legend keys quest items, and we must have done it with the digital key too. There's the balloon mon key. I don't even know anything about this game anymore. There's a the bottle of
0: whiskey.
1: Is there something wrong? There's something wrong with the item spindler. Somebody broke the item spindler. Hmm. There's a. There's a whole section of it that is missing. I noticed this the other day. I wonder if I broke the item spindler. I don't think I edited the item spindler. Who broke the item spindler? Who? Who who who, who? What, not me No. I'm pretty sure it would I'm pretty sure it was it was C. D. because he's the only other person with access to the code. Unless unless somebody hacksawed us and totally pwned our servers and is just fucking with us instead of trying to make a political
0: statement. I would hope so. Everything's getting hacked, man. Everybody, uh, it makes me kind of glad that we're not as important as these things that are getting the shit hacked out of them.
1: Oh, yeah, you don't think we're as important as M- to Gox? I don't know. What, I don't even know what Mount Gox is. <laughs> Just you know, we should bitcoins. That's what we should do. That's what the kids are doing these days. I their rainbow guess. parties and their bitcoins.
0: I keep hearing about bitcoins, and I keep wondering if I should care about them, and I just don't.
1: Is that yeah, wrong? Yeah, I don't
0: think it. Should I be caring about them?
1: I don't think that they're anything to care about.
0: Um, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've read some people arguing about them. Uh, every once in a while, they'll come up. It's uh, hard moon to Moon Gkol yeah. says, "When are you going to make the moon unit something I can put in my display case, please?" We're not. Oh, God! I should have, I should have learned your lesson from that fucking whatever that bag was. Yeah. Um, and I should have not done that. It was just so much easier to do it that way than to do it any other way. Um, and I thought, you know what? If it's a quest item, people won't be sad because it's not something that you can show anybody else that you have, right? But it's like, ah, there.
0: And now it's, I don't want to ascend because I'm going to lose my awesome reward for being there for this thing. Yeah. Hmm.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Demuckle says, players probably shouldn't be given false hope about being able to jump in the clan ball pit when in Hardcore or Ronin. Are they given false hope about that?
0: Does it say, you should jump the fuck in here because you'll love it
1: yeah it replaces it with a sign this is a super awesome clan ball pit i mean you can't use anything in that room when you're in hardcore Ronin so i don't i don't think we're give, you know you we're not giving you false hope about being able to sleep on that couch that comfy couch
0: exactly
1: uh, Hank J Doomstorm says, "Hey, just wanted to say that I've been playing through the game again for the first time in a long time with the new updates. And aside from everything being awesome, the Scream Bat has the funniest art of anything I've ever seen in any game. Just thought I'd let you know that that made my day." Oh, see, me some Scream
0: Bat. Yeah, that's not
1: a stick figure. Uh, Fineldar says, "Why have I gotten Okie Dokie Soda the last eleven out of twelve days? I'm guessing it's because you are a Mist class who has not sufficiently leveled uh, to." Uh, get the uh, get the next reward. I don't know, unless that's one of the aftercore ones, in which case, bad luck, Feneldar. Of the Hill People says, Dear Jake and Company, I'm going to click the like button on you. Boop. There you go, buddy. Ah,
0: oh, thanks. We're, Remember uh, when, uh, we're pushing... was it, was it?
1: was it Brooke Gladstone that was complaining about the term friends on Facebook and like?
0: Yeah, i suggesting it that they should be... Thing? Like, what, what was it that like, acquaintances or people of interest or Lo- something. Loose loose ties? Loose ties, yeah. Loose ties,
1: yeah. Well, uh, you know what? It makes me think of like you know, after the wedding is over and everybody's sitting around relaxing with their loose ties.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: That's what Facebook is like for me. <laughs> Facebook is like a thing that I have not logged on to in several months.
0: We're pushing 4,000 now. We're Are we-, we got, we got 3,800 likes. Neat.
1: Uh, and that's cool. Uh, Like, that seems like more of a thing that, like...
0: There are people who have found us on Facebook and started playing again, so that's good. That's neat. There are people who stop playing for six months and see that there's something going on, and so then they go back and play, which they wouldn't, had they not been following us on Facebook. Mm. That's good stuff.
1: Avangie Q says, Can you set up an automatic linkage so that when you select the Loathing Legion Jackhammer, it automatically sends you to your crafting arms and armor known discoveries page? Wait, what? Uh, I don't even remember what. So when you select the moon dial, it automatically sends you back to your inventory equipment page. I don't remember what either of those things do, Avangie Q. This question doesn't make any sense. Why can't a turtle tamer, says Riley37, with armor craftiness, use the Loathing Legion jackhammer and without regular hammer when in moon sign with in a box? I can do so in any other sign. I have no idea what you're talking about. Quit asking us
0: questions about how this game works, will you?
1: LinguiniLad says it looks like there are eight beers in an Astral six pack. Wait, no, I mean five. (laughs) I think it looks like there are three. Uh, Van on Q says can you fix it so that when attempting to buff another player that's in a combat the buff goes through but is delayed until that player's combat ends not easily that would require that would require some whole new mechanism that would have to get checked all the time and like a like a buff storage do do you see a sign in front of my house that says (laughs) buff storage I mean I have been working out
0: yeah you see a sign on the tank top I'm wearing that says buff storage
1: Josh the Sauce of Roar Man says, I propose that using the right number of stars and lines on a star chart should summon an elder god uh, like Monster a la Cthulhu to fight.
0: One of these days, there may be some Lovecraftian goings on, maybe, someday. Maybe, maybe someday. It's something we're aware of.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to, uh, slowly, I've been listening to the uh, the HP Lovecraft literary podcast, which is pretty good. It's uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about it. the 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 premise of it is basically they're reading all of Lovecraft so that you kind of don't have to.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and they, they they do like a story uh, a story a week or a story an episode. I don't know how often the episodes come out. I'm years behind on listening to it. Um, but they're like pretty smart guys. They they have they have actors do like readings from it. Some of the some of the key passages and stuff. And that's pretty high production value, and it makes me pretty happy. And they they just talk a lot about how much of a racist he is, and they they kind of put it in uh, they put it in the context of his life. Like they they they're they're doing the stories in publication order, which is usually more or less the order in which they were written. And they just sort of talk about like what was going on with him when he was writing it, and like how you know how it sort of fits into his career as a larger story.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know, and how much he hates black people and. Yeah, apparently, uh, rolled rolled doll was not too fond of the Jews.
1: Yeah, I read all that. I think we had that conversation, right? Uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, and it certainly came up on advice hot dog uh, recently, which is like, you know, it's it's okay. You don't have to stop liking his books because you disagree with his ideology.
0: Yeah, as far as I can tell, there's not any anti-Semitic undertones to any of his published work. it's not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory suddenly becomes a parable about Jews controlling the media or something
1: a lot of the Roll doll stuff it seemed like uh, it seemed like it was pretty heavily edited to make it not super creepy Yeah, according to that article at least like the part of the BFG where he takes the girl and makes her look at other giant's penises huh which they they convinced him to remove I guess I, I don't know I don't know if that's real or not and the, the Oompa Loompas were some sort of, like. Uh, they were I just don't know.
0: pygmies from Africa. They were just, like, right?
1: yeah, African pygmies, yeah.
0: But, you know, like. W- maybe that's w- why, you know, Roald Dahl didn't like the Gene Wilder Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and maybe the fact that, that uh, Willy Wonka was played by a Jew and that the Oompa Loompas weren't, like, African American characters anymore pissed him off.
1: Hmm. And that all of the, everyone who controls Hollywood is a Jew. Yeah. And so I wonder if he liked the Johnny Depp version.
0: I think he was way more dead for the Johnny Depp version than he was for the Gene Wilder version.
1: You don't think they released it on one of the uh, Bayside uh, theaters in Fiddler's Green?
0: That's possible. But Chris Farley tripped on his own shoes because he can't see his feet because he's so fat. Mm -hmm. And because he's so clumsy, he fell and knocked over the projector.
1: Oh, that must have been hilarious! Yep. I guess on Fiddler's Green, once once uh, once Chris Farley got there, they really had no need for any other movies or actors. Yep. They just because I mean that's that's an eternity's worth of entertainment right there. You could you you know look at how effortlessly you write that stuff.
0: mm -hmm. It does practically write itself. He can do it. He can entertain
1: people for all eternity. Uh, let's see. Linguity says, if I start a Bees Hate You run before the next challenge run is added, but I finish the Bees run after the new challenge runs roll out, do I still get the karma bonus? I think I'm gonna executive decide that no, you don't. Um, you know, we'll announce ahead of time when when it's gonna I mean, we'll we'll announce ahead of time right now, August fifteenth is when the next one comes out. Yes. We, we know what it's gonna be. It's something that we got plenty of time to do. It's gonna be great. It's not gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious as to it's, how it's going to be. It's going to play.
0: be different. We've decided what that is, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. Azortag says, The worst thing about this game is that the OAF, Black Cat, and Naughty Sorceress remove the effect pie in the face. Are there any plans to fix this terrible issue?
0: Do they also remove jaw bruised? I don't know. Jaw bruised is the best effect in the entire game. It's pretty fucking funny.
1: Are you being sarcastic?
0: No, I would never be sarcastic around you.
1: I think you I think you don't like Jaw Bruised because you don't know from quality.
0: Yeah. I'm about to
1: run out of questions here. I fucked around and didn't solicit any questions. Because I was riding a bike. At the time when questions should have been solicited. And then I was sad that I couldn't play Ocarina of Time when I got home and I also should have solicited questions. <laughs> I've been bad about telling people about Radio Bugbear. I ought to just start doing system messages at odd intervals. Like, hey, got a question for us on any of our radio shows or podcasts? Send it to Radio Bugbear via chat PM instead of just telling people now.
0: Maybe I should put that on the Facebook every Monday. I didn't do an announcement in Facebook today.
1: We could start taking Facebook questions for the radio show, and then nobody would ever see them except for you.
0: Yeah. I'd be happy to look at them. But I, yeah. I did a whole lot of fucking around on Facebook today And didn't actually put that in there So Mm. That was my own epic fail
1: What kind of fucking around did you do on Facebook today?
0: Well, I made a little event And invited a bunch of people To go to the drive-in on Thursday And then I kept checking back To see if anybody was going to go to the drive-in on Thursday
1: I see Is anybody? Is there going to be a good turnout?
0: There's going to be some people, I feel
1: Cool. Evangie on Q says, Game balance question. Considering the Xenomorph is a full volley fairy with its equipment and has no MP drain, will you improve the familiar equipment for the Pygmy Bugbear Shaman and Sugarfruit Fairy to match the Xenomorph's no MP drain? Can Ooh, you? Uh, perfect. You know, uh, no. This comes up every once in a while and, like, the fact that we deprecate an old Mr. Store Familiar by making something that's better than it does not mean that we have a responsibility to go back in time and make them make every Mr. Store Familiar as good as the best Mr. Store Familiar, right? Because th- that would just mean that our jobs were never over. More than ever, hour after hour work is never over. But especially in this case, like the Pygmy Bugbear Shaman was... You know, it was important to Ascension for a long time. It was, it was a thing that people liked and had fun with for, like, a lot of years. A lot of years of entertainment they got out of that Mr. A that they donated for. And so it's, it's okay that there's a new thing that's better than that now.
0: All Are right. we going to... Is, <clears throat> you know, my, the iPod Touch makes my last-gen iPod kind of suck but Apple's not going to go back and put a touchscreen on my old iPod. Even though yeah, that's...
1: Yeah, you already bought it. Yeah. You'd think they would, though. I mean, they, they can not they can do no wrong. Yeah. Good old skeleton Steve Jobs. Uh, Vangie on Q says, can you expand the tutorial intro to further elaborate on how to trade with the Mountain's Hermit? You know, this keeps coming up, and no, I took it out of there on purpose. Um, the thing to do is to make the Hermit not important. And right now, you can beat the game without ever going to the Hermit. Um, no you can't. You need the bridge. And that sucks. We'll get to that. Wait, do you get the bridge from... You don't get the bridge from the Hermit?
0: Yeah, I don't know. You get the bridge from the Antinkerer.
1: Yeah. I just did it. Uh, huh. Do you if you buy the bus pass, do you have to go to the hermit at all except for the for optional stuff at this point? I thought you, there was something later in the game. you that have required- to go
0: to the hermit to get to the island.
1: All right, that was it. The ding the dinghy. Yeah. The dinghy. Uh,
0: and Oh, yeah. sure way to make us cry by the way if if you meet us at Comic-Con or something is to say, "Yeah, you know, I love that part of the game where you make the dinghy dinghy." Mhm. Yeah. <sighs>
1: I thought that that was one of the cleverest things that I had ever come up with. The dingy plans and the dingy planks.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought that was great. <clears throat> I was full of myself. Yep. Uh, Linguini Lad says, "My guess as to why Mr. Story equipment doesn't sell well is because they are tradable. Make them untradable and voila, they will sell better." Yeah, like the uh, uh like the Mayfly bait. That went over yeah, so yep. well i mean the problem is mr store stuff needs to be tradable in order for there to be an active economy in them and i think the fact that there is a speculator economy is what drives a lot of the actual sales that put food on our collective tables we, don't, we all have collective tables yeah. on which we spin collective soul albums mm-hmm. Uh, what, somebody else said something. Finildar says, why are they honey britches? Shouldn't they be something without a bee? No, because honey britches is the funniest kind of pants that you can make out of honey.
0: Trust me, we made a lot of pants out of honey when we were testing this content. Honey Few dungarees? Few people know that every time we put an item in the game, we construct a real-life version of it and several prototypes so that we can make the funniest thing.
1: Yeah, I really, um, I wish that I could get rid of this uh, Squamous gibberer. Yeah, because I don't, I don't like the things that it's whispering to me.
0: That thing is present. Great.
1: Says I fell through a time cube and I'm listening to all the old radio shows in order. I'm pleased you came through with your plans for the Waffle House. Keep having up the good work. Will do, buddy. Will do. But for now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some sushi with my girlfriend.
0: Hey, it's already that time. Look at that. It is that time. Time fries when you're having fun. All right. Uh, so we're gonna say goodnight, everybody. We will see you next week.